Welcome to the PI Podcast. I'm your host, Matt, and with me is my co-host, political scientist, meme lord, with a face perfectly designed for podcasting, Borge. Puta, kaysa ba wala tayong video? Pulo ko ito. PI nyo, PI nating lahat, Borge here at your service. Yes, this is episode 12 of the PI Podcast. But before we get into our main topic, I, we have an announcement that we have actually, as of the, this morning, April 8th, we have just ranked number 7 in the political genre in Apple Podcasts and number 51 in the news category. So yay! Uh, Thank you for... This is 69. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so we first ranked in 69 in episode 1, but now we're starting to... I think it's because of the new... Uh, content we've been spewing out like the PI Square. So thank you for your support and listening mm. to all of that. So yeah. Um, nice. Anything to say about this new new views, this influx of new listeners? Woo! Marami tayong nauuto. Di joke lang. Marami tayong nauuto. Marami tayong nauuto. Maraming salamat sa lahat ng tagapakinig ng PI Square. Sana'y kayo patuloy na umantabay sa aming mga ilalabas ng mga bagong episode. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so for today, we are going to talk about the Catholicism in the Philippines and why is it political. And it is connected to our previous episode in episode 11, which was about colonialism. Uh, but this was, besides the circumnavigation of Magellan, this is also the anniversary of the arrival of Catholicism. Because right after uh, Magellan landing here, he, there was also the celebration of the first mass and it has mm. caused, well, has affected the course of our history forever. So it is intertwined with all our institutions, social, political, economic, you know. So anything to prologue about that before we move on to our special guest today, actually. Yeah, mm, I think that that's it. Um, the, the, the first mass was held. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, mm. then we they had the first converts. I think I mentioned this one during the last episode that yeah, Magellan is here to colonize because if he was not here to colonize, he would not have started converting people. But uh, again, this is there. So we have celebrations in line with that, and uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's been part of our history ever since. Mm-hmm. And how do you feel as someone who is uh, well uh, less than sympathetic to the Catholic faith? Because as a well, as a Catholic myself, although flawed, I'm still quite uh, in line with the Catholic Church, and I'm quite biased. You know, I, it's flawed, but you know, I I still try to work with it. You know, I, um, but for you, uh, what do you think about it? You know, in how it affects contemporary politics. I am again, I'm anti-religious, but mm-hmm. it's there, so we have to deal with it. We have to deal mm-hmm. with it, and uh, I think it would be quite undemocratic to try to remove it since it is deeply embedded in consciousness of the majority mm-hmm. so anyway we'll, we'll probably discuss more about uh, religion and politics later on but for now for now we, we have a special guest who is a longtime friend of ours actually and a first time guest in this podcast we're very excited to have him here um how long have you known this guest actually uh you've known him longer than Jules, i have ka, kailan ba ta- nag- nag- nagkilala tayo sa 2012 at least 2012 pero nakikita na kita sa department mga 2010 pa lang <laughs> Undergrad. Oh, wow. I have the quote-unquote mm-hmm. institutional memory. I've been a student there somehow since 2006. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, long time. And he is current long-time uh, edu- uh, colleague of us. We taught in the same department in the university. He has also taught um, 
various subjects, uh, in politics and uh, de development studies. And right now he is taking his PhD in development studies as well. Uh, please welcome our very good friend, uh, Julia, uh, Julian Karandang. <laughs> uh, say hello to our listeners. <laughs> uh, I'm speechless by Matt's introduction, but Having known him, it's kind of <laughs> expected that he would be quote unquote memorable in his introduction of his guests, but that's his signature, and I will love him for that. And he is the first person in all my 30 plus years that I am what how did you oh, pronounce my name? That is the I'm first very, time and that itself is going to be yeah. a signature of but, but, me introducing myself. But I'm not going to miss it. I'm miss Julian Karandang. Oh, yeah. It's a bit of an experience ko in the sense na college. To, ah. So, hmm. pag, eh, hindi ko issue yan since kindergarten hanggang high school since LSGH ako. So mm -hmm. all Mr. and then you are addressed by your last name. Pag pumasok ka ng college, mm -hmm. somehow everyone is familiar, first name basis kayo, right? Mm -hmm. Pero hindi ka pa mm -hmm. nakikilala ng prof mo because it's the first day, mm -hmm. check sila na attendance. Just because they mm -hmm. see someone as Julian, miss na automatic. <laughs> to the point, because they do not see a female face in the crowd, oh. usually... Absent kagad ako. Tataas ka ng kamay, hindi ikaw i-acknowledge dahil it, it does not conform to the traditional context of this name, this gender. Mm. Diba? <laughs> so, may ganun kagad. Uh, so, I'm used to it or I'm used to people mispronouncing my name. Although, misgendering. Uh, not necessarily, but more so yung Julian, nagiging Julian. Yeah. So, may, may, ganun, may bago na ngayon. Julian na ngayon. Julian na ngayon. <laughs> It's very Spanish, yeah. actually. Compared, which just keeps to the theme. Uh, well, clearly, as our audience can notice, <laughs> he's a colorful storyteller. But right now, we're, we want to talk about uh, your career as a scholar. And it's quite peculiar because we know you as uh, someone who is focused in food security. But in your undergraduate and graduate studies, you focused on church and state issues. Can you tell us something about that? Uh, particularity with regards mm. to your academic uh, journey? Well, it has more to do with um, my family background. So first and foremost, um, when I was teaching my basic introduction to my students is, I am as Lasallian as they come. My name is on the wall of Lasall, literally. My name is on the wall, mm -hmm. the alumni wall in Lasall. And more importantly is the fact that I might have taught in the liberal arts, but my pseudo-training has always been in the sciences. And mm. that's because my dad was a former dean to College of Science, mm. and he's a biologist. And there is that rational aspect of the natural sciences that I grew up with. Mm. But I've always had an appreciation for the social sciences. So I tried to, quote-unquote, apply both in the context of what I want to do and where my foundation is. Long story short, when I was doing my PhD, it was time for me to apply what I learned being my dad's RA and having 
both grown into my own appreciation of the social sciences into something that is relevant to both natural mm. sciences, environmental politics, and sustainability sciences and all of that into food security. Mm. That's my PhD. But when we're talking about the context of what we're going to talk about right now, I just fell into it. I mm. had no inclination growing up. I had no actual direct appreciation for studying relationship of church and state. Although my family has been traditionally very religious in that, um, mm. especially on both sides of the family, there would be at least one priest in, mm. in a generation mm-hmm. or we would have very, uh, shall we say, very religious personalities in the family. These mm. people really do volunteer work, so forth and so on. So it was natural whether that volunteer work might be as a minister mm. or might be, in my case, when I did volunteer work, I was um, part of the choir. Mm. Um, my brother, for his part, is a Knights of the Altar. So mm. there are many aspects in how I was brought up wherein it's not so much encouraged, but wherein we appreciate when we have members of the family to have active participation in church activities mm. or in church rights if they mm. eventually um, become religious themselves. Mm. So there's a difference of being um, suspicious, worry, or, be, or being just it being a part of you growing up. Mm. These right. things, these nuances. And aside from that, there is also the sense of having to separate your religiosity versus mm. to you as a person. So, with regards to uh, how you live your life as a, quote-unquote, a person of faith, is a matter of how you want people to also mm. engage you. Siwerte ako, dahil hindi naman pinipilit na magsimba, pero kung magsisimba ka, quote-unquote, sasiriswain mo yung pagsisimba mo. You're not going there for the sake of attendance. You're going there because you believe you will do your part. So mm-hmm. there's a different appreciation there. But that mm-hmm. doesn't mean na lahat ay susundin mo, gugulong ka, luluhod ka sa baklaran, gagapang ka. <laughs> Iba na yun. But we mm-hmm. don't judge. Rather, mm-hmm. you live your life the way that is, quote-unquote, works for you. Gumagana mm-hmm. Right. And because of that, Iba rin ang appreciation ko when doing my study on church and state. Hindi ko pinapasukan siya ng faith. Mm-hmm. Hindi ko sinisingit yung F-A-I-T-H pagdating sa how I look into it, how I study it. Because you, has, you have to be, you must always be philosophical in the context of F-A-I-T-H. Mm-hmm. But you cannot separate that from the sociocultural aspect. Mm-hmm. Pero you can be objective in your mm-hmm. analysis. Mm-hmm. So, paano mo sisimplihin yan? Dali lang yan. You take the faith system out mm-hmm. of the analysis of the religion. Mm-hmm. So, iba na ngayon ang mindset mo. Religion mo siya i-analyze based sa kung ano yung kanyang contribution sa history, sa society, sa culture, mm. sa community. Mm-hmm. Hindi mo siya i-analyze based on sa veracity, sa truth, sa logic mm. ba man lang ng faith right. system. Mm-hmm. Dahil iba yun eh. Philosophy yun eh. Hindi naman mm-hmm. yun ang discussion natin eh. Right. Pag dun pa lang, ma-separate mo na, hindi na siya issue of bias. 
issue na siya ng value or how valuable mm-hmm. that religion is to that particular mm-hmm. context of community and the people and the culture. Mm-hmm. So, right. yun yung, that's how I've always seen it. Right. It's quite interesting because most church and state scholars in the Philippines also happen to be priests, usually the Jesuits, and we'll get to some of them later. Uh, and I think it's very important like, to get, be objective in studying it as a political phenomenon rather than just a system of faith, which is, as you just demonstrated, highly intertwined with Philippine life. Uh, now, I'm curious, though, um, what are the precise questions that you started to ask in your research, uh, given that it's a part of your life. So how did mm. you begin asking questions about it? Simple. Because I, I, as I said earlier, it is a matter of who the people are in my family tree. Mm-hmm. Then it's focused on personality. Mm. If it's focused on personality, it is now a representation of the leadership style, leadership quality, mm. and the mechanisms that that leadership or that leaders mm. in, that, in that organization effect and affect policy, programs, activities, whatnot. So mm-hmm. what that essentially means is because in my own experience, mm-hmm. I have found that we put preferential treatments, if I may mm-hmm. use that liberally, on mm-hmm. certain influential people, whether mm-hmm. they be influential because they're lawyers, doctors, or in this case, they might be religious, mm-hmm. you suddenly realize that it's all about interpersonal connections. Right. And it's that interpersonal connections, those social contracts you make with people mm. that actually dominate the engagement and right. control the form of power mm. relations. Mm. What that right. means is it now goes beyond the faith, mm-hmm. the F-A-I-T-H. It now goes to social contracts. Mm. Right. And that Otherwise, social contract yeah. can be devoid of the religion. Mm-hmm. But not of the relationship. If it's a strong leader, strong personality, they're charismatic, mm-hmm. or for that matter, they're convincing and they are very much ever-present, why not? Right. Why not believe them? Why not follow them? Right. So now, you can analyze them. You can compare their leadership mm-hmm. style. You mm-hmm. can look at their motivations and you can appreciate them all as political actors. Right. Mm-hmm. Whether mm. or not they're religious or not is not the question. Mm-hmm. If it affects them, that's a different category of questioning. Okay. But rather, okay. it's a matter of how those who view it from the outside or those affected by those decisions somehow confuse that what is influencing or motivating these people is only their faith. Mm. Rather mm. than it could be something else. Case in point. Right. I might be a religious and I might be making decisions for my parish. Let's say I'm the parish priest, but my decisions could very well be political in context. Mm. And that political in context does not necessarily mean because God wills it, because uh-huh. I, someone told me, an angel told me my prayer. It could mm-hmm. be very well a, a factor of it is what's best for my community. Mm. Yes, right. So religious leaders become not just like theological leaders, but also mm. elite. In, in the society in their own rights. Yeah. Which is one way of analyzing organization. organization. Kasi, uh, as far as Jules' approach is concerned, as far as I can summarize it, mm. so first and foremost, we suspend the question of uh, theology. We suspend the question of faith. 
So we look right. at religion as an organization, but yes. uh, going down the going down the ladder of abstraction. So you specified further into the level of individuals, which is a very nuanced mm-hmm. approach to analyzing religion because it is easy to provide opinions at a religion as an organization. It is a different mm-hmm. issue to provide a more nuanced analysis, looking at not only leaders but also their relationships. So mm-hmm. this is, it's, it provides more dynamic. Perspective. Yeah. Right. I give so, you one simple example mm. that that is actually very much represented mm. in religious organizations themselves. Mm-hmm. Right. Ang seniority ng isang religious order na determine ko ano ang degree ng member. Mm. So when you go to certain religious organizations, may mga role sila. Pwede ang role niya gardener lang siya. Mm. Pwede ang role niya siya yung mismo principal ng school na pinafound nila. Ano difference don? yun lang natapos niya eh. Yun yung area specialization niya. Mm-hmm. Because of that, may different privileges. Mm-hmm. You might both come from the same religious organization, but because you have a PhD, you have a mm-hmm. law degree, you have other right. education, there's a likelihood ikaw magiging admin, ikaw mm-hmm. mag-head mm-hmm. ng congregation nyo because you have the leadership training and all of that. And because you have mm-hmm. the intelligence, competence, mm-hmm. legitimacy, and more importantly, you have the social acceptability. Mm. Bakit natin siya piniling mm-hmm. leader? May PhD siya. Mm. If I can segue, but mm. it actually is applicable, mm. Lasal right now, they're calling for sino next president, di ba? Mm. One of the requirement mm-hmm. is may PhD. That's why the list of mm. sino yung brothers na pwedeng magano ng role na yun, number one requirement nila, may PhD sila. Mm. Bakit kailangan uh-huh. ng PhD? At, 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 preferably may teaching degree. Why? Christians Brothers is specializing in teaching. <laughs> so it, it has to be reflective. It has to be representative. Mm-hmm. So if you are a religious and you have uh, professional degrees, mm-hmm. mas maganda ang buhay mo, quote-unquote, in that hindi ka i-require mag-manual labor as service mm-hmm. to the community. You could be doing something else. Right. So it's again skills training, and that mm. also denotes seniority. Mm-hmm. The fact that that is something observed in the religious, and it is also representative of what's in society, meaning mm-hmm. mas maganda sweldo mo dahil mas marami kang degrees o mas may experience ka, mas merong kang skills, mm-hmm. di ba? Mm-hmm. So it's the same again. Tama si Gorge in the context na that's why we call it theology. We're not mm-hmm. calling it political science. Mm-hmm. Diba? Right. Eh, ang basis nga ng religion is philosophy. Eh. Mm-hmm. And how is it, and how is that uh, important in the context? Simple. Dahil, oh, Borch, what's your definition of philosophizing? Philosophizing? Well, basic mm-hmm. definition would be uh, thorough understanding, analysis. Basically, uh, trying to think in solitude would be one. Oh, Everyone does that, especially in the context mm. of decision-making. Pag mm. ikaw ang responsible person. Mm. Guess what? Requirement yan pag parish priest ka. Mm. Diba? Mm. Ang trabaho ng parish priest, more than anything, administrator po yan. Mm-hmm. Parang official na rin yan. Mm. Ano na rin, parang elected official. In this case, appointed siya or mm. rise up to the ranks. Pero very similar ang structure niya. Mm-hmm. You could argue nga na naging inspiration yung structures niyan for other organizations to follow. Mm-hmm. By virtue of the organization proving that yung structure, mm-hmm. yung plantilla roles, yung responsibility, mm-hmm. delegation, 
it works. Okay. Right. Okay. Pero, pero let's move outside the church as an organization. So going back to church as state. personalities. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let's ah. Try to go back. Uh, trying to go back to church state relations. Pero this time, I think one factor would be church state society relations. Then. So it's yes. it's more by tried at this point. So mm. uh, any other examples of uh, relationships between society, church, church state? Because mm. we're, we're talking about individuals right now, but what about the relationships I mean, between? Yeah. Jaime Cardinal Sin. Hmm. What is Jaime Cardinal Sin's claim to fame? Yeah, Edsa yes. 1. And, and what is Edsa 1 and 2? What is what is Edsa for that matter? It is the manifestation of what? Political will. Uh, basically, church clout. Not Pero necessarily may... church clout alone, hmm. but it has been justified as church clout hmm. for those who use that argument. Hmm. Or, right. Diba? Hmm. Pero ano yun, national level yun, meron ba tayo sa local level na relationships between church parishes or bishoprics with the local government units? Meron. Hmm. All the time yan, Borge. Hmm. Kaya lang, the question is, at what capacity or level of engagement? Hmm. I'll give you one good example. So, most parishes have social civic activities, yes or no? Meron. Yes. Uh, so, they actually dito. augment the livelihood programs of government hmm. agencies. Hmm. So, it would not be... Uh, it would not be odd to see in certain parishes na si mayor sinusuportahan niya yung livelihood pro- yung livelihood program niya hmm. na augment ng mga church uh, charities. Hindi hmm. ganong aspect. Hmm. Tapos, right. uh, one way is pwede yung top hmm. of my mind uh, kailangan ng ng simbahan ng volunteers hmm. right. na i-organize ng barangay yun for that hmm. aspect. Hmm. Lalo right. na sa notion natin na yung parishes are integral in barangay operations. Hmm. For the most part, fiesta. Mm. Gets nyo yun? Oh. Mm. Meron, pa, meron pa bang ibang functions? Right. Barangay level? Oh, fiesta talaga sigurado. <laughs> sigurado. Always in coordination with the right. barangay uh, office. Mm-mm. In times of okay. calamity, saan nagtatago mm. yung mga nasunugan? Sa elementary school. <laughs> Pag hindi kinaya ng elementary school, Simbahan. Church grounds. Huh? Diba? Uh, uh-huh. So, may mga okay. aspects na why are you allowing these types of functions? Mm. Diba? May aspect right. din ng augmenting services. Eh. Kagaya ng ano, mm-hmm. yung it's not uncommon to see Sunday school as a form as entry level to kindergarten bago pumasok sa public school yung mga pat. Hmm. Diba? Yeah. Tinuturoan niya ng mga basic arithmetic, writing, what not. Mm. or as, as a basic venue for livelihood programs in conjunction mm-hmm. with barangay efforts. Mm. Mga mm. eh. Pero we have to understand that the limitation is always kung papayag ba yung bishop at kung in tandem ba siya dun sa simbahan. Mm. Ano yung man yung pinopromote nung, nung goals ng, ng church right. is in line. Magandang example niyan is mm-hmm. when it's election time. You want a good example of barangay level? Mm. Sino bang unang nangangampanya pag sa linggo kung hindi ang, ang pari mo? Right. <laughs> diba? So, pwedeng, yeah. pwedeng nagko-comment siya. Pwede rin namang nag-a-approve at nag-encourage mm. siya for people to participate. Mm. That is already in junction with, mm. ano, with activities. Mm. Ang, Panahon ng election, uh, TPCRV, Parish Pastoral Council, I always forget right. that. 
Diba? Mm-hmm. So, if you're looking for something verge na mm. religion or the religious mm. and then right. affecting national ano, yung counting ng balot ng ano, ng PCRV. Mm-hmm. Diba? Mm. I'm curious what you think about this because what you clearly uh, demonstrated is just like the colonial times, the the, the clergy are integrated, intertwined with public life. Like what you said, it was in the charity, education, public affairs, etc. Yeah, I'm curious. Much. Yeah, I'm curious. Like, of course, clearly it's a force for you know development and good. But I wonder if what has changed that prevents it from being philocratic. Like, are there? Of course, there's the current constitutional system, which is like definition uh, separation of church and state you know but are there other maybe internal mechanisms that prevents them from being philocratic or like clerical oh, you know or something na. yeah define more philocratic man it was a term used when the friars would control uh, even public affairs during the time of well even before the time of Rizal you know it was mm. it was usually used by the uh, propaganda movement, you know, because of friars. Friars were the ones who made most of the public decisions. You know, you know why they made most of the public decisions? Hmm. Sila Sorry? may educational background. <laughs> hmm. They had the administrative capacity because hmm. governor general was military. A military hmm. cannot govern civilian affairs. Hmm. Pero yung mga prile, there was the assumption that they had administrative duties separate and distinct dahil nakapag-aral sila eh. Mm-hmm. Na meron silang right. roles and responsibilities. Whether or not mm-hmm. that was true or not, but that was the intent. Again, mm-hmm. we only have one side of the narrative. But right. we, are, we only have the Philippine perspective. Mm-hmm. You go to other areas, mm-hmm. there is a necessity for administration of services, right? Mm-hmm. Sinong kukunin mo? Then you have to deputize people who understand the process. Mm-hmm. If it happens that they ha- they are religious, mm-hmm. the, the rule right now is they are not supposed to to perform their duties as a religious. Mm-hmm. But they have the qualifications to be uh, civil servants. Right. So, hindi natin masasabi, but this was the understanding. They are doing civil service but they're not supposed to do it in conjunction with the religious. Mm. <laughs> diba? Okay. Because, supposedly. Supposedly. Because that's the right. rule. But how are mm-hmm. we to say, baka before, there was no rule. Again, I'm not as familiar mm-hmm. with that part of history. Mm. But it, ha- mm-hmm. it, I'm not justifying it, but if right. I was the the king of Spain far away, yeah. <laughs> who would I rely on? Then I would rely on the educated people with training, with background that know how to administer. But yeah. I cannot rely on soldiers to do government work. Mm. Case in point, mm. our current experience right now. Mm-hmm. You're asking military people mm-hmm. to be policy makers, policy mm. creators, policy crafters. They right. have experience but not necessarily on all of those issues. Mm. Peace and security, definitely area nila yan. But right. beyond that, Mm. Unless meron silang MBA, unless meron silang specific degrees on things like that, mahirapan nating expect or even justify yung kanilang mm. roles. But they know management, definitely. Mm-hmm. Because so, they have experience in organizational developments. Right. But only in their structure. So uh-huh. going back to colonial era, perhaps one way to look at it is, sino nga asahan nila? May bureaucratic Bingo. vacuum. Bingo. Borch got it. The issue with bureaucratic vacuum, believe it or not, is the language of the law. 
So ano yun? Kailangan mo turuan yung mga lay. Mm-hmm. Eh kung ang iyong business language is in Spanish, tuturuan mo ba yung kinolonize mo mag-Spanish? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Diba? Min- minimal cooperation. <laughs> yun yun. Mm-hmm. So what, right. could, what could happen is ang nag-decide or ang nag-manage or nag-organize mm-hmm. yung mga prile. But mm-hmm. they might have people working for them at tinasabihan nila, ito gagawin mo, ito gagawin mo. Mm-hmm. They might not explain yeah. but nila gagawin yun. Basta gawin nila. Easy right. point. Mm-hmm. Pwedeng, oh ikaw, tax collector ka. Mm-hmm. O yeah. ikaw, ikaw yung, ano, ikaw yung tagalinis ng kwadra, ng kabayo, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Nag-administer ka na ng roles. May sweldo ka, may ganyan ka, whatever. Mm-hmm. They might do those administrative things. Mm-hmm. Then, lack of manpower. Lack of mm-hmm. competent, ano, uh, competent uh, individuals. Mm-hmm. So, may ganong aspect siya. Eh. We, we cannot take that out. Mm-hmm. Dahil, ano siya, even if you were affluent at that time, affluence does not assure education. Mm-hmm. Never forget that, especially colonial era. You right. could be rich simply because of Lalo, connections, power, diba? Ganon. Right. Mm-hmm. Plus, there is also the aspect of who has authority on property. Mm. Hindi ba ang religious orders ang merong titles? Land titles? <laughs> Church lands. Mm. Diba? Yes. So, sino mag administer niyan? Hindi yung military government. Mm-hmm. Yung mga pare. So again, merong other layer yan. Right. So if you're using that context of your from that experience to now, that could confuse people. Mm-hmm. What I believe you're actually meaning, what you're you're hinting at, or I'm just assuming, Matt, na, what you're talking about is yung how is it that there are still religious people who have that influence and essentially are influencing people of right people who are captains of industry, people mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. power, influence, and politics, di ba? Mm-hmm. So, yun, yun yung ating malamang pinag-uusapan. The uh-huh. simplest answer is paano lumaki mm-hmm. at paano na-indoctrinate yung tao mm-hmm. pagdating yes. sa kanyang quote-unquote buhay bilang Philippine Roman Catholic. Mm-hmm. There is yeah. that aspect. But, right. but now, if we say that, that only limits us to Philippine Roman Catholic. Automatic, right. tanggalin mo na yung mga politiko na hindi Roman Catholic. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Because course, you're, you're hyper-focused on Roman Catholicism. Eh. Right. So, if you're, you're talking about the influence of Roman Catholicism, are you asking it now? Are you asking it 30 years before? Because definitely, mm-hmm. iba na ang composition ng ating legislation, legislators, right. yung kanilang religious composition. At, at, mm-hmm. at the simplest analysis is, even how we even put forth church issues on the forefront, or not at the forefront, mm-hmm. is, a, is a signifier na not necessarily nag-way ng influence nila, pero mm-hmm. it's not something that even the public would be much of concern. Hindi niya concern right. mm-hmm. Yeah, because most uh, church and state issues that the public or the normal mm. student would fear would be, you know, church meddling in in certain issues like, say, for instance, reproductive health, mm. uh, abortion, divorce, um, divorce, etc. Against usually progressive issues, you know. So I'm curious, like, what you can say? What can you say about that in 
Philippine society? You know, how ha- does the Roman Catholic Church, where that's what we're focusing on right now, okay. does it still so, have the same kind of sway in issues like that? So the thing to understand is the context is religious or the religion hmm. influencing the decision of a member, right? Hmm. Who happens to be someone of political clout mm. or financial clout or mm. whatever power in society. Right. That is always the fear. That mm. is always the concern. Mm. Simple discussion. Mm-hmm. If we talk of one person making a decision, that would make sense. Right. But you mm-hmm. for you you tend to overlook the simple. Not I'm not talking about you guys, but I'm talking this in general. You as the average person tend to overlook the fact that hindi lang isang tao nagde-decide para sa bansa. Mm-hmm. There will always be a forms of balances or there are right. uh, forms of reassurances. Mm-hmm. And that's what has been happening. Mm-hmm. Case in point. If we're going to focus on an issue, pick an issue man. Let's uh, say uh want divorce? Sure. Ang reproductive health is no longer an issue because we have a reproductive health law. Eh? Already, yeah, yeah. So it's 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 not an issue, nah. Um, right. So let's talk about divorce. So what is the issue with divorce? Many people want to have divorce, and sabi na natin, are there enough people of influence who want divorce? <laughs> that is the question, Matt. Are there mm. enough people who can make that vote? Because Alam if there mga, are, mga artista, mga artista, <laughs> manalo mo na sila ng election. Okay. Maging senador mm. sila, maging presidente sila, maging congress people sila. Right. Mm-hmm. Then they decide, then make those laws. Mm-hmm. The question has always been a misunderstanding of how much influence Roman Catholicism has. Mm-hmm. But we are still waiting for someone to prove is there mm-hmm. such a thing as a Roman Catholic vote. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yes. Pero naisip ko lang, naisip ko lang sa, sa, sa issue ng divorce. Given niya, tama nga yung tanong mo, gano'n ba karami sa mga representante natin ng gusto ng divorce? Another additional question to that one is, again, political dynastic dynamics are based on marriage. If political divo- if divorce is legalized, you, there's a possibility that political dynasties or the current schema of um, using marriage as part of consolidating dynastic claims may be in power. So, ayun na naman yan. So, dagdag na ako, meron lang akong isang naughty thinking. Thinking out naughty, ah. my imagination going overdrive. Yeah. There is one word that comes into mind. Bakit merong resistance? Alam nyo ko, ano? Mm. Merong, quote-unquote, prenuptial agreement. Ah. Mm. Dahil ang sikreto niyan, believe it or not, mm. because we recognize prenuptial agreements, that in itself could be detrimental to divorce. <laughs> diba? Nahuli si Mr. na may, ka, may kabit. Oh, Wala is... na pera niya. Mm-hmm. Oh, diba? Right. So, maraming, maraming karir, maraming ah, bulsa mabubutas. Ano, maraming bulsa mabubutas. <laughs> Ako, ito, I, I have no proof, but in my, my not imagination, baka kasi marami sa mga, Mm-mm. you just said, Borge, Hmm. Marriage is a form of solidifying power. Hmm. What if there is a prenup? And then <laughs> that prenup augments 
Mm. Strengthens divorce proceedings. Yeah. Would you want to be caught <laughs> losing everything? Wag nang mag-divorce. So basically, dapat sisihin sa kawalan ng... That's one thing. Pero dapat sisihin sa kawalan ng divorce sa Pilipinas ay yung mga politiko na ayaw o madali mahuli at pwede i-divorce agad ng mga asawa nila. Before we get too far from the topic, just know that certain... Roman Catholic issues are more complicated than the role of the church and the teachings of the church. There are yeah. apparently le- extra legal very issues. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very true. Again, it's a divorce. It's mm-hmm. a matter of if mm-hmm. you want it to pass, then mm-hmm. vote enough people mm-hmm. in the legislature who will vote for that act. There's no not, nothing to lose with divorce. <laughs> oh, uh, who, right. who have nothing to lose, who have mm-hmm. everything to gain with a divorce. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Mm-hmm. So we moved on from like how the clergy is integrated in public and, pr- and private life and the echelons mm. of power. Let's mm. move on to perhaps what we see around us, I think, more closely right now with, um, at least in the age of the Duterte, you know, the, how the Roman Catholic Church not only faces like more or less dwindling numbers, but also facing a pluralistic kind of like a religious society, you know? It's like there are more denominations uh, affecting the makeup of the Congress and even society. So I'm curious, do you have a comment on the more contemporary, uh, like I would say, dynamics of Catholic power in here in the Philippines right now with the rise we of mega in, churches? In yeah. yeah, we are in the age of cults. <laughs> that is my wow. comment. We are in okay. the age of cults of personalities. Mm-hmm. Mm. So what I mean by this is you might, in your CV, say that you're Roman Catholic, but you are being influenced by a person, a belief set, an ideology beyond your religion. And mm-hmm. that has weight over everything else. And that mm-hmm. cult or thinking or mindset that you have now adopted and are now freely expressing mm-hmm is right. what's making you decide beyond mm. the mm-hmm. confines of your faith. Case in point, mm-hmm. we even developed the term politically correct, political mm-hmm. correctness. Mm-hmm. Political correctness takes away history, takes mm-hmm. away context, takes mm-hmm. away culture, and focuses on what? Whatever is in book. Mm. political correctness is an application of what is in right now Mm. so if it's politically correct to be of a certain race, age, culture gender or to be of a certain community or society good for you if you are essentially we are now in an age wherein inclusivity the more inclusive you are the more exclusive your group becomes Mm -hmm. because you have already identified who the outsiders are. Mm-hmm. Because you've highlighted them. Eh. The more you highlight mm-hmm. what you are, the more you reflect what you are not. Mm-hmm. And now all your choices are self-serving. I'll give you one simple example mm-hmm. of that. How is it that we require someone to have experience mm-hmm. and yet mm-hmm. we would rather hire newly graduates because we pay them cheaper? Mm-hmm. So given that context, mm-hmm. how will you get experience if you are newly graduate, and how will that corporation develop people? Simple. Mm-hmm. You indoctrinate 
you indoctrinate new uh, people inside your organization. And when you indoctrinate those new people, that indoctrination now becomes their new faith, mm-hmm. their new belief, their new mindset. Mm-hmm. And that new mindset now guides them because they don't know anything else. <laughs> Meaning, the experience they gain is uh, is in fact indoctrination. Mm-hmm. Wala silang prior, they have nothing to compare it with. Eh. Mm. Right. So, kung ikaw ay ang experience mo is as a laborer, may hirapang ka mm. unless may further education ka to do managerial skills. Mm. Pero ang tanging trabaho na open is managerial skills. Anong gagawin mo? Mm. So tatanggapin mo na lang hanggat umabot ka sa punto na yon. Mm. But that now leads you to have a limited or a panel vision of expectation, knowledge, and expertise. Same thing when it comes to idea and cults and cultures. Kung yun lang ang exposure mo, kung limited lang ang nakikita mo, na-understand mo, hanggang doon ka lang, unfortunately. Case in point, the average student we have right now would likely learn more from social media access, meaning from their social media devices, then go to why? Then go to broadsheets. Because everything has already been filtered. Madali na siya eh. Marami tayong distractions sa buhay, mm. marami tayong diversions, or marami tayong kailangan gawin. Everything right. is fast, everything is hectic. So, mm. doon ka pupunta kung saan may abbreviation. Mm. Problem is, if you're going to the abbreviated version, mm. you you might be missing a lot more. Mm-hmm. And now, unintentionally, that's what's been created. So, if what you are reading is now being reinforced repeatedly, yun lang alam mo. You don't know anything else. Magandang example niyan is the the rise of ano, fake news. <laughs> diba? So, I'll give you one good example related to church and state. So, there is always the assumption that hindi tinataks ang simbahan. Kalagay niya hindi tinataks ang simbahan. Hindi ba dapat? Alamin natin muna, what do we mean by simbahan? Mm. Are we talking about the building? Are we talking about the organization? Are we talking about those related services that that essentially operate? Mm. Uh, how about certain properties? How about certain own, own items by the church? There is actual legislation mm. That has preferential treatment with regards to taxation mm. on certain matters related to the religious, mm. may mga certain privileges. But you cannot say na fully tax-free sila. Anything to do with religion. Magandang mm. example niyan is, right. pag ikaw ay magpapakasal, may fee, di ba? Mm. No. Palagay niya mm-hmm. hindi tinatax yun? Yeah, as far as I know. May, may tax, ha? <laughs> tinatax yun. Huh? As... Resibo, eh. Ba't ka gagawa ng resibo? Ah, Mm. More than 20 pesos yun eh. Mm-hmm. O matinong usapan, Borch, mm. kailangan ba pare para maging receptionist, accountant ka sa simbahan? Miswell do yun. Palagay mo mm. hindi tinatax yun. Mm. May tax rin yun. Okay. Right. So pag bumili ang simbahan, sa so palagay mo hindi sila tinatax. Mm-hmm. Let's say bumili ng kotse yung simbahan, may tax yan. Oh. Okay. Pero may mga certain services and functions that they might not be taxed. Case in point. Um, sila may ari na lupa. So, mm. hindi ako sure kung kailangan sila magbayad ng amilyar. No, I'm nga. not sure about that. Right. Pero, pag sila ay may school, tinatax yung school. Huh? Mm-hmm. School eh. 
Okay. Hello. Right. So, Dude, you are in a Catholic school. Faculty ka ng Catholic school. Classifiable so, na enterprise siya. Uh-huh. So, so, diba? Enterprise siya. Right. Eh. Okay, okay. So, okay. Even yung mm. uh, even foundations may level ng tax yan. Hmm. So, again, ikaklarify mm-hmm. natin anong level. Mm. So, but right. because na-reinforce mm-hmm. yung certain privileges that they had before. Mm. May ganun. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely yeah. I'm not sure now mm-hmm. pero professional taxing priest hindi ko alam yung kung ano yung rule dyan dahil case in point nag-hire ka ng pare para magmisa para sa'yo sinisweldan uh-huh. mo ba siya? hindi binaabutan mo lang siya di ba? Mm-hmm. so hindi mo tinaksyon yeah. then inabutan mo mm-hmm. lang siya eh. Right. You know, I think right now this discussion has breaking, broken a lot of stereotypes with regards to church and state relations. Mm. I'm curious, like, as someone who has studied it so much and who still continues to ex- observe and experience, uh, if someone, say, for instance, a student wants to begin a similar track um, studying church and state relation as a social and political phenomenon, uh, what would you tell that person, especially now how the dynamics have changed? You know, because pick an issue. Yeah, it's it, it has changed. Pick an issue. Mm-hmm. It is always about pick an issue. Mm. Pick a case study. Okay. Pick your battles, ikanga. Don't mm-hmm. don't look at it as one Block. big conspiracy. Mm-hmm. It's not a monolithic entertainment. Ano ka lang ng gusto mong i-analyze. Magandang mm. isang bagay na magandang i-analyze na people are not doing is the actual contribution mm. of the religious to education. People mm. are forgetting or to knowledge production. Mm-hmm. And yet, ang daming na contribute right. ng Christianity sa progress ng science. Mm-hmm. Diba? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, People forget there is a Vatican Observatory. Huh. Yeah, so, so they in, might not even know that. <laughs> in, diba? in, a, in a nutshell, mm-hmm. the, the issue between church and state is far more complex. Well, it's far more complex. Not only multiple levels within the relationship itself, but context-wise. Nabanggit mo nga kanina that we are living in an age of cults. So the church, mm-hmm. church state church state relations must be understood not only as a dynamic relationship but also set in a dynamic context that the church must mm-hmm. now to an extent relate with other denominations. Yeah, uh, there's right. also one clarification I have to mm-hmm. give you guys. Mm-hmm. So if you want to begin your study about church and state relationship in the mm-hmm. Philippines, the first thing you have to learn mm. appreciate mm. and delve into right is the catechism of the filipino church mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because that separates tradition and culture that makes it endemically right. filipino mm. the uh-huh. second is the organization and structure of the catholic bishops conference of the philippines which mm-hmm. believe it or not is more similar in atmosphere to mm. our own politicians. Uh-huh. Because <laughs> we always say it's the church as if it's united. No. Mm. We say it's one big entity, one voice. No. Mm. Because the Catholic Bishops Conference, conference, it mm. is an organization made up of bishops and each one of them has their own opinion. Mm. They have their own commentary. They have their own mm. agenda specific to their parish, their parishioners. No. They have their own experiences, biases, preferences, and all of that. If, in fact, there is a descending opinion, it usually comes from one of them all, from mm. one of their own. Mm. But if there is a united front, there is a common cause, mm. and because we have had an experience 
multiple times essentially in our Philippine experience that that focuses to that kind of unified voice. Hmm. natin iisa sila. But that's okay, not true. You have to clarify that. Eh, na hmm. when we talk of the church, are we talking again about the institution or the people that run it? In the Philippines, as long as there is a descending opinion in the mm. membership of the CPCP, it is difficult to say it's one voice. Mm, kaya nga eh. So, this, is, oh, isang, isang example din yan. Again, we need to tackle such organizations as something more dynamic. Yung, I think one of my friends did study yung INC vote. So he also tried to break the myth of an INC vote. So conclusion dyan is they have their own polling systems. They would only cast supposedly a vote to someone who would probably win. Hence, perpetuating that myth na <laughs> nakakapanalo ang INC vote for the past few decades. Which hindi nangyari noong 2013 yata, Sorry. I think. One thing that I, you know, that I have found mm. in the narrative of church and state is people confuse when we talk of church and state, is it church versus state? No. Mm. There, is no there is no rivalry. There is no conflict. But it is a factor that people assume there is because of how the constitution phrases it. Most yeah. students, <laughs> the first time they hear it, the separation, negative po ang term na separation. Eh. The separation of church and state is inviolable. The, the word, the, the sentence, the phrasing itself <laughs> emanates from this is bad, that's why it has to be done. Mm-hmm. That's I mean, I mean that it's, is, it's ideologically loaded, eh? which, which is yes. based on a long tradition of liberalism. Na yes. separation is basically and, basi- and, uh, se- separation is just a ane, uh, middle ground between separation and actually destroying the church. <laughs> yes, and and that's why the simplest way to act, if if you're a Sunday school boy girl Sunday school person if you have had the experience of Sunday school one of the things they teach you. Give to Caesar what is due to Caesar. Give to God what is due to God. That's the separation of church and state. What that mm. means is you have your own responsibility for each. Mm. Meaning, if you're atheist, sure, why not? <laughs> Just give to the state what's of the state. And if you have a higher being, go to a higher being. If you don't have a mm. higher being, we won't judge. Long story right. short, you focus your energies on the mm. area that will merit you most. Mm-hmm. And there is no judgment whatsoever on how you perform mm-hmm. those duties. Case mm-hmm. in point, when you are a member of the Roman Catholic Church, you actually undergo three processes before you mm-hmm. are fully Roman Catholic. Supposed mm-hmm. to be. So mm-hmm. yun yung baptism mo, oh, confirm, yeah, the baptism, confirmation, and oh, then whether or not you will get married or whether or not you will become a religious, yun yun, yun yung mga <laughs> levels eh. How, how deep you are into your Roman Catholicism. Um, that's always the process. So mm. if you are unmarried, you haven't reached the final uh, communion with Christ because you are not sharing it with your spouse. Or okay. if you become religious, <laughs> yeah, yun. Okay. So, but that has been the traditional mindset. Uh, right. But then again, because of changing times and appreciations, we also change timelines and preferences. How mm-hmm. so? Simple lang yan. Wala naman tayong forced rule na dapat ikasal ka. Mm-hmm. <laughs> tacit rules. Tacit rules. Un- tacit unnamed rules. Unnamed rules mm-hmm. but not encoded. 
Social pressure. Right. More than anything, it is a, a need to continue your line. It's a mm. question of legacy. May, may magmamana ba ng lupa mo whatnot, <laughs> and anything else. Or, mm. bakit ka nagkaroon ng anak? Para may mag-alaga sa akin pag matanda na ako. So again, mm-hmm. different reasons right. yan, di ba? Right. Um, also, I would like to clarify something that we actually glossed over. Post-Vatican II, We mm-hmm. change the perception of how the church is involved. Magandang example niyan is pre-Vatican mm-hmm. II. My dad remembers, nakatalikod sa iyo ang pare because mm-hmm. the Mass is offered to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Right. Post-Vatican II, the Mass is including the people, mm-hmm. the community, mm-hmm. offering it together mm-hmm. to, ano, to Christ. So may ganun. Right. Yung pag-i-incorporate ng tao now focuses mm-hmm. on social engagements. Because there is the context and concept. Magkaiba kasi yun eh. Ang concept kasi is the church is the moral guardian of society. Mm. Of the Roman mm. Catholic society. Mm, right. Ang context nun is because you learn your values, you learn um, ethics and morality mm-hmm. first through right. the context of religion. Through the examples of the religious stories and through mm-hmm. the values promoted by the Ten Commandments, so forth and so on. Yun yung context mm-hmm. nun eh. Pag tinuro mm-hmm. kasi sa'yo yun, magkakaroon ka ngayon ng rules to live by as a decent, mm-hmm. moral, ethical person. Right. Kaya by promoting that, you have the context now of it being the guardian of mm-hmm. morality. Right. And that's where people suddenly feel may crossing of boundaries. No, you feel that the church says bawal to, that's against my human rights because you're telling me I cannot do this. Mm-hmm. Well, technically, legally binding ba yung sinasabi niya? No, of course not. But mm-hmm. because it mirrors legislation or laws, you suddenly feel it is impinging on your right to choose or not to choose. Magandang mm-hmm. example niyan is the rule that you shall have no God before So those who are very philosophical, automatic, why are you forcing a religion on me? Not realizing mm-hmm. that these laws more than likely apply only to an already formed Roman Catholic person. So even if you separate church and state, ideally speaking, it is quite impossible mm-hmm. to keep them away from each other. Right. History tells that. Well, there is a way. Yeah. There is a way. Mm-hmm. Convert somewhere. Mm-hmm. Convert to another religion. <laughs> but that would be another church uh, right and speaking of which this has been a very fruitful discussion but I suppose we have to start wrapping this up so I suppose yeah. the last few questions um, I suppose Borj maybe you can offer one last question and then I'll have one more and then we can go to recommendations so do you have I, anything? Or? I think that that's uh, the question that we had earlier would be uh, is it necessary? is it necessary? is the ch- separation of church and state necessary for a democratic society. Ah. So, first is, himayin natin ang tanong mo. Mm. Loaded actually tanong mo, Borje. <laughs> no, honestly, mm. it's actually loaded. So, is the separation of church and state, meaning, mm. is the involvement of church mm. in politics mm. or non-involvement of church in politics necessary for democratic society? Ganun ba yun? No, is democratic, that one yeah. way? No, democratic state. Mm. 
if it's in the rules yes mm. if it's not in the rules it depends on how that democratic society appreciates the contribution mm. of the religious faith mm. in their mm. community tingnan mm. natin example we're talking about democratic societies right Mm-hmm. So what is a democratic society? You can define it based on how they they elect their leaders, or mm-hmm. do you define it on how they conduct themselves in a social in a, in a society? Yeah. Okay, ba yun eh. Mm-hmm. So we'll go to the Viking countries. The Viking countries mm-hmm. are democratic, <laughs> but they are socialist. Mm-hmm. If you're democratic, but your society operates in a socialist, walang religion don. Mm-hmm. dahil social contract lang yun eh it is your contribution your commitment to society definitely separation of mm-hmm. church in politics tama yun mm-hmm. in their context right. pero if you are on a fledgling community state bago ka lang bago ka lang gawa mm-hmm. newly evolved into a new democratic archetype ka mm-hmm. ano ang kukopyahin mo Saan ka magkukuha ng mga inspirations mo? Mm-hmm. Saan ka mag- magkakaroon ng iyong guidelines? Mm-hmm. Not necessarily rules of conduct, but more like mm-hmm. inspirations. At the very so, least. At the very least. Mm-hmm. Case in point, something we've talked about before, there is the separation of church involvement, but there are practices mm-hmm. that are inspired by church conduct church activities integrated in the democratic process the swearing of the by on the bible things of that nature having prayers before session somehow that's an aspect of it when you are invoking the higher power why are you invoking the higher power because it is remembering a time when ruling or the rule is god given so may ganun siyang context but if it's just tradition it's a formality sure But again, we have to separate kung ano yung engagement. Is it necessary for the Philippines? Yun ang talagang tanong mo. Mm-hmm. Is, quote-unquote, non-involvement of the Roman Catholic Church in Philippine politics a requirement for us to continue our democracy? Mm-hmm. According to what is promoted by both sides, non-involvement in what aspect? If it is involvement in actual political realm, influencing people's votes, that is a gray area. But if they are quote-unquote indoctrinating people to actually make hard decisions to favor their processes, that is illegal. Meaning, nag-sermon yung pare bigyan nyo ng incentive ang simbahan. Kung hindi, mm-hmm. i-excommunicate kita. <laughs> yung ganong kind ng influence na ganon, mm-hmm. mali yun. Mm-hmm. Pero, ang pag influence through lobbying, through prayers, to other practices, that's the gray mm-hmm. area wherein it is actually encouraged because mm-hmm. it's called mm-hmm. spiritual inspiration. Mm-hmm. Or, it is also called voters lobbying. The moment pinagbawal mo yon, tinatanggal mo na ngayon ang freedom of speech. Mm. Because nasa democratic process ka eh, di ba? Mm. 
Mm. Dahil ngayon, sinilence mo ang critic mo. Mm. Right. So, may mga ganong gray areas tayo. Mm-hmm. Because we consider, people forget, that the Roman Catholic Church is part of civil society. Mm-hmm. Therefore, it must also continue to have a voice in civil mm-hmm. society affairs. Mm-hmm. So, if the involvement is about being critical of government programs mm-hmm. and services, and even of politicians and leaders, mm-hmm. then we should encourage that. Why are they critical? Because they're thinking of the betterment of the Filipinos. Mm-hmm. Case in point, nag-criticize sila against the extrajudicial killings. Didisalaw mm-hmm. na ba natin yun? Eh, di ba right. nga gusto natin? Right? Mm-hmm. Yung nag-comment sila na we should maintain our sovereignty in the West Philippine Sea. Ay, dahil simbahan nagsalita yan, di-discount na natin yan. Di ba? Mm-hmm. O how about people's access to news and information. Nagsalita simbahan mm-hmm. na again sila sa pag-close ng ABS-CBN. Di-discount mm-hmm. na ba natin yun dahil mm-hmm. simpli simbahan sila? We have to be mm-hmm. careful on that account. Right. If you ask me, the moment they are actually doing it for the benefit of just them, mm-hmm. that is not that, that is something I cannot accept. But okay. if they're doing it for <laughs> using the, the term betterment of all or the public betterment good. of its flock hindi natin pwede right. gamitin public good eh sabihin na natin mm. yung yung to improve the lives mm. of its congregation mm-hmm. we have to consider because sinama natin sa civil society eh mm-hmm. because it's a right. part of civil society hindi natin siya pwedeng ihiwalay okay. sa engagement right. with the mm. government Okay. And, and many people have not actually thought of it from that perspective. Eh. Mm-hmm. Again, binagay natin sa civil society. Eh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that is a great end to this session. It's been very educational yep. for me personally, actually, also. Uh, in fact, there's a lot to digest and work on, but hopefully you can, you'll be back. Def- uh, but for now, let's uh, close this episode with a sec a segment called Recommendations. Where both the hosts and the guests would uh, recommend supplementary material. It could be a movie, video, uh, book, or website, or whatever that can help digest and supplement the discussion we just had so as the guest i'll allow jules to go first what do you have to recommend our listeners now if they want if our listeners would like to have an example of essentially church involvement in civil society affairs that is in fact a response to government policy Mm. gawad urian award the movie sister ano stella Uh, uh, ano nga ba yun? Sister Stella L. Kay Vilma Santos. Mm-hmm. Nanalto ng Gawad Urian. Mm-hmm. Now, ang kwento ni Sister Stella L is essentially about labor. Mm-hmm. So, sumama si Sister doon sa pag demand ng labor rights ng mga mm-hmm. manggagawa. At yung pakike uh, sabay sa laban ng karapatan ng mamamayan, ng mga mm-hmm. workers. So, mm-hmm. what gives it a Well, personally, ganito na lang. Pag ang isang miyembro ng simbahan at in-encourage siya mismo ng kanyang kaparehan, ng kanyang parish, mm. at ang ano, 
na ang kanyang activity, ang kanyang social engagement is for social civic development and improvement. Automatic yan, it is endorsed, espoused, and promoted by the church because mm. it's for the betterment mm. of the Catholics, of Rome, Philippine Roman mm. Catholics. Sister mm. Stella L. promoted human rights, promoted labor rights. Oh. Madre talaga siya. Yun yung oh. pagka-present sa kanya. Right. At ni-inspiration yan based on a real story talaga yan. And it showcases that the church takes care of its people as best as it can. It involves mm-hmm. itself in private policy <laughs> and even in in government services intervention. Because labor is a, mm-hmm. ano, di ba? It's a government function eh, to provide mm-hmm. um, labor, to provide opportunities for people. And on a private sector, is dapat an employer should treat its workers based on the contract that they have signed, based on the conditions. Mm-hmm. And the fact na isang religious is espousing these values Yes, she's still religious. Yes, she's believing in the faith because simple, because it's the right thing to do, because it's the moral mm-hmm. thing to do, because you know, take care of your neighbor, um, mm-hmm. um, assist them, so forth. Because it's a cause that needs to be fought for. Mm-hmm. Very dramatic. And I believe um, daily motion, ata, Vimeo, baka may alayan. <laughs> Access yan. Problema, ngayon narinig do, ikakat na nila yan. So, try nila download. <laughs> No, Sister Sela L is a good movie. Um, I have another follow-up movie. Another good na Philippine example ng church and state. Um, is lalo na yung because we're talking about colonial. Um, yung it's not really religious, pero how certain nuances affected is yung ah uh, mga bandwidth. Mauna nga kayo, nandalitak lang ito kayong title. Oh, sige, sige, sige. Okay. Okay. Google When you get it, we'll get back to you. Uh, Google uh, Gorge. Okay, ah, Gorge. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'm in line with Jules, uh, one of Jules' point earlier on regarding the dynamics of the CBCP. Again, we should not look at the CBCP as this monolithic entity. So I have here a short book by Dr. Demeterio entitled mm-hmm. Ang Mga Ideolohiyang Politikal ng Catholic Bishops Conference of the Philippines. So it's basically a survey of uh, speeches from different points in our history that more or less tries to uh, survey the different political stances that the CBCP took. So may mm-hmm. pre-martial law, during the martial mm-hmm. law itself, post-Marcos, right. then during Cardinal since uh, 10 years, one of the leading members of it. So so yeah, mm. I think that's my recommendation for it. Uh, the, the, the church, church-state relations. So Jules exposed the governance part of it. So we cannot really mm-hmm. ignore the ideological dimension mm-hmm. in the relationship. Right. Uh, okay. I think you did a review on that actually, right? Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. Way, way, way where, back. Where can they buy it? Where they can buy it? Uh, it's a Dallas University publishing house. So again, mm. buying it is <laughs> a bit difficult, but it's available in the Dallas publishing house. Okay. Uh, I suppose our recommendations almost by God's grace fit together perfectly. I have two recommendations here. One is Rhetorics of Sin by Mary Janet Pinzon. And it talks about, I think, a figure that was mentioned quite a few times in the discussion. Uh, Jaime, Cardinal Sin. And uh, this one talks about how he was very much a maverick and how he was both a progressive voice and who organized and made EDSA one and two possible. 
But at the same time, he wasn't necessarily just a, a stooge of the Vatican because on several occasions, he actually uh, disobeyed the Vatican. In fact, Enzo II, mm. just before the, the few days of Enzo II, according to this book, it, uh, the Vatican ordered him not to get involved, but he did anyway. In so, Enzo II or Enzo I? Enzo II, I think, yeah. Um, according to this book, <clears throat> it's in the University of the Philippines Press. Mm. Uh, so it's, think of it this way. He was, um, would you agree that he'd probably be like a... Well, the two figures I have in mind is Cardinal Richelieu, who is like the three musketeers. Uh, he was also a diplomat and a cardinal. But at the same time, I don't know, it's considered um, Machiavellian, you know, in such a way. Uh, uh, he's an interesting figure. But mm. anyway, what do you think? Richelieu, probably not, because Richelieu was, was the state. <laughs> he was the was state. The state. <laughs> he was ah, the state. Well. So Cardinal Sin was, to an extent, was in, but also, to an extent, outside. So that was his uh-huh. contribution. He was both inside and outside. Mm-hmm. That's why he was able mm-hmm. to organize Enzo One. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Yeah, he's an interesting figure and he deserves mm. a bit more attention, actually. Uh, so, yeah, very interesting. And then the other I have here is Church, State, and Civil Society in Post-Authoritarian Philippines. Now, most uh, memories of the church and most people that say that church is colonial and is, um, is backward and is an archaic institution. They hate the church, but this book actually shows in a way that it was responsible for a lot of progressive elements in our society, not only participating mm. in EDSA, but also in reforms in issues like environmentalism, mm. the fight for human rights, farmers' rights, mm. uh, etc. It's In other words, the church is uh, involved in, you know, in citizenship. You know, it's, uh, the subtitle is Narratives in Engaged Citizenship. It was written by Antonio F. Moreno, S.J., so he's a Jesuit. As mm. you can see, the Jesuits have not only been scientists, but also scholars in church-state relations. So, of course, he's a bit biased, but I think his material is very good in, ma- in understanding the nuance and the, anyway, the progressive role that the church has, um, has played in Philippine politics. Yes, it has been regressive, but it's also been progressive. So it's a bit of a gray area as discussed here. So it's a very interesting book. Hope you can get it. It's also in the Ateneo Press. So yes, uh, Jules, did you find your second yeah. recommendation? Yeah. Yeah. Borch, magagalit siya si Ma'am Fanny. Nakalimutan ko Himala. Himala. Classic. Si Magagalit, si Ma'am Fanny. Oh. So, si Ma'am Fanny Garcia was one of these screenwriters no, nung Himala. Right. Magagalit mm-hmm. sa akin, si Ma'am Makalibot ako yung title eh, Himala. Ah. So, mm-hmm. so, something na parang real world, something that we can touch based on was yung my earlier um, comment. Again, magugul, uh, the listeners, magugulit sila because Borch and Matt, very academic yung mga ano nila. Mm-hmm. Ako naman, things that are something na mas madali ma-absorb, ma-appreciate because it has more to do with the visual representation of the storytelling. Doon sa Sister Stella L, it is how um, the church uh, through its agents operates to promote the welfare of its constituents. In the real world, that's a good example. Ito namang Himala is actually a it is a, it is a representative of an age-old narrative of people abusing their faith for personal mm. advancement. Mm. Maganda siyang warning movie for those that it is a boogeyman story wherein your religion could co-opt your own life and then it's mm. being abused in order to take advantage of others. Mm. And it is because of the church's ability 
or yung the faith, yung paniniwala, yung mga belief sets coming from that religion and how hmm. it impacts people and how it can be used to manipulate people's choices, decisions, motivations, and even their judgment, better judgment, is why we should always separate church and state because it has that influence because it has that ability to co-op to make you act beyond reason that's why i'm recommending it this is what happens when people take the logic and reason and just focus on faith belief systems kaya siya delikado eh one is a story that the church is your friend another one is a story of we can abuse what we learn from church to take advantage of others cautionary tale and a PR tale, so to speak, of church and state involvement in social, civic, and Philippine experience. And both of them are awarded films. And again, may Bilmanyan at merong mga Nora Honor. Para walang magalit. Great. So thank you. Wow. Great recommendations. So that has been a very full and very Uh, enriching uh, yeah, episode yeah, yeah. in the PI podcast. So, if you enjoyed uh, more of, uh, of Jules' talk, where can they? Uh, do you want to promote anything? Where can they find you? Or maybe you could just come back on the show again? Or come back to the uh, show again. Put security okay, socials. Yeah, I, that's a very interesting. Uh, yeah. Magmamahal ang presyo ng baboy. Wait, tinanggal ng tarif niyan. Kaya ba ba Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, yes. So, thank you for joining us in this uh, very, I think it's the longest episode we have, but it's uh, very enriching. Yeah. Um, uh, we will, okay. So, it's, uh, please do follow us in Facebook, Spotify, Anchor, and, and even send us an email at pipodcastph at gmail.com. And thank you for very much right now. Uh, but until the next episode. Magandang gabi, mga ka-PI.